Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to chapter 12 of The Secret Seven, and it's the last chapter in this book. Oh my goodness me, what an adventure. So, it's actually called The End of the Adventure, so hopefully it's not going to be scary, scary, because hopefully it's going to be The End of the Adventure, which means it's all going to be cleared up and solved. So, have we thought about any books for tomorrow? I've had a couple of messages. Not going to tell you what they are yet, though. <laughs> right, OK. So the end of the adventure. Six figures went up the snowy lane. Two boys in dark overcoats, two in curious white garments and caps, a dog in a draggled white coat and a proud and beautiful horse. All the boys had gleaming white faces and looked extremely queer, but as they didn't meet anyone, it really didn't matter. Peter talked hard as he went, telling all of that ha had happened to him and Jack. Peter, uh, sorry, Colin and George listened in astonishment, half jealous that they too had not shared in the whole of the night's adventure. I'm going to put Kerry Blue into one of the stables at our farmhouse, said Peter. He'll be all right now. What a shock for the men to meet, find him gone. And tomorrow we'll tell the police. Meet at half past nine and collect Pam and Barbara on the way, will you? Oh, this really has been a wonderful, wonderful mystery. And I do think the Secret Seven have done well. Goodness, I'm tired. I shall be asleep in two shakes of a duck's tail. They were all in bed and asleep in under half an hour. Janet was fast asleep when Peter got in. He had carefully stabled Kerry Blue, who was now quite docile and friendly. In the morning, what an excitement. Peter told his father and mother what had happened, and his father, in amazement, went to examine Kerry Blue. He is a very fine racehorse, he said, and he's been dyed with some kind of brown stuff, as you can see. I expect those fellows meant to sell him and race him under another name. Well, you've stopped that, you and your society, Peter. Well, what about getting on to the police now, said the children's mother anxiously. It does seem to me they ought to be after these men at once. There's a meeting of the Secret Seven down in the shed at half past nine, said Peter. Perhaps the police could come to it. Oh, no, I hardly think the police would want to sit on your flower box, flower pots and boxes, said Mummy. You must all meet in Daddy's study. That's the proper place. So at half past nine, when the seven were all waiting in great excitement and Scamper was going quite mad, biting a corner of the rug, the bell rang and in walked two big policemen. They looked most astonished to see so many children sitting around in a ring. Um, good morning, said the inspector. Uh, what is all this about? You didn't say much on the phone, sir. No, I wanted you to hear the story from the children, said Peter's father. He unfolded the morning paper and laid it out flat on the table. The children crowded round. On the front page was a big photograph of a lovely horse. Underneath it were a few sentences in big black letters. Kerry Blue Stolen. 
famous racehorse disappears, no sign of his hiding place. I expect you saw that this morning that was in the papers, said Peter's father. Peter, tell him where Kerry Blue is. In our stables, said Peter, and thoroughly enjoyed the look of utter amazement that came over the faces of the two policemen. They got out their notebooks. This is important, sir, said the inspector to Kerry's, to Peter's father. Can you vouch for the fact that you've got the horse? Oh, yes, there's no doubt about it, And said Peter's father. You can see him whenever you like. Peter, tell your story. We're going to take it in turns to tell bits, said Peter. He began. He told about how they had made snowmen in the field. Then Jack went on to tell how he had gone to look for a secret seven badge in the field and how he had seen the car on its trailer van. Of course, I know now it was a horse box, he said, but I didn't know then. I couldn't think what it was. It looked like a small removal van or something. I couldn't see any proper windows either. So the story went on how they had interviewed the caretaker on what he had said, how they had tracked the car down to the field gate and up the lane again, then how four boys had dressed up as snowmen with scamper and gone to watch. Then came the exciting bit about Peter and Jack creeping into the house to find the prisoner and being caught themselves. And then Colin and George took up the tale and told how they, in their turn, went into the old house to find Jack and Peter. Venturous kids, aren't they? said the inspector with a twinkle in his eye, turning to Peter's mother. Very, she said, but I don't at all approve of this night-wandering business, inspector. They should all have been in bed and asleep. Quite, said the inspector, I agree with you. They should have told the police no doubt about that and left them to solve the mystery. Wandering about at night, dressed up as snowmen. I never heard anything like it. He spoke in such a severe voice that the children felt quite alarmed. Then he smiled and they saw that actually he was very pleased with them. I'll have to find out the name of the owner of the old house, he said, and see if he knows anything about these goings-on. It's a Mr. Hollycoff, um, 64 Haycom Street, Covelty, said George at once. Me, we, uh, Pam and I, found that out. Good work, said the inspector, and the other policeman wrote the address down at once. Very good work indeed. I don't. I suppose they don't know the number of the car, do they? asked the second polite policeman. That would be a help. No, said Colin regretfully, but the other two girls here know something about the horse box, sir. They took the measurements of the tyres and even drew a copy of the pattern on them. It showed in the snow, you see. Janet did that, said Barbara honestly, wishing she hadn't laughed at Janet for doing it. Janet produced the paper on which she had drawn the pattern and taken the measurements. The inspector took it at once, looking very pleased. Splendid! Couldn't be better! It's no good looking for tracks today, of course, because the snow's all melted. This is a very, very valuable bit of evidence. Dear me, what bright ideas you children have! Janet was scarlet with pleasure. Peter looked at her and smiled proudly. She was a fine sister to have, a really good member of the Secret Seven. Oh, excuse me, you're in there. 
Well, these children seem to have done most of the work for us, said the inspector, shutting his notebook. They've got the address of the owner, and if he happens to have a horse box in his possession whose tyres match these measurements and this pattern, then he'll have to answer some very awkward questions. The, t the police went in, went to see Kerry Blue. The children crowded into the table t stable too, and Kerry Blue put his ears back in alarm, but Peter soon soothed him. Yes, he's been partly dyed already, said the inspector, feeling his coat. If he'd had one more coat of colour, he'd be completely disguised. I suppose those fellows meant to come along and do that tonight, and then take him off to some other stable. But of course, they had to hide him somewhere safe while they changed the colour of his coat. And so they chose the cellars of the old empty house, belonging to Mr J. Holikoff. Well, 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 I wonder what he knows about it. The children could hardly wait to hear the end of the adventure. They heard about it at the very next meeting of the Secret Seven, which was called not by the members themselves, but by Peter's father and mother. It was held in the shed, and the two grown-ups had the big, biggest boxes of seats. Janet and Peter sat on the floor. Well, said Peter's father, Mr Hollycoff is the owner of the horse box and of the car as well. The police waited in the old house for the two men last night and they came. They are now safely under lock and key. They were so surprised when they found Kerry Blue gone that they hardly struggled at all. Who does Kerry Blue belong to, Daddy, said Peter. The paper said he was owned by Colonel James Healy. Is he sending someone to fetch him? Yes, said his father. He's sending off a horse box for him today. And he has also sent something for the Secret Seven. Perhaps you would like to see what it is, Peter. Peter took an envelope from his father and opened it. Out fell a shower of tickets. Janet grabbed one. Oh, a circus ticket and a pantomime ticket too. Are there seven of each? There were. Two lovely treats for everyone except Scamper. But he can have a great big delumptious, scrumptious bone, can't he, Mummy? cried Janet, hugging him. Whatever are you talking about? Is that some foreign language? asked her mother in astonishment. And everyone laughed. On the envelope was written, For the Secret Seven Society, with my thanks and best wishes, J.H. Aww, how decent of him, said Peter. We didn't want any reward at all. The adventure was enough reward. It was super. Well, we'll leave you to talk about it, said his mother, getting up, or else we shall find that we belong to your society too, and that it's the Secret Nine instead of the Secret Seven. Oh, no. It's the secret seven, said Peter firmly. The best society in the world. Hurrah for the secret seven. Yes. Well, there you go. Now, as I say, that was the end of that story. So, 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 tomorrow will be a whole new book. Now, I did ask um, what uh, 
what books you wanted, whether you whether there were any books. And well, we shall see. Now there are there is a little um a little quiz. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to because it says how well do you remember the secret seven in this book? So I am going to tell you the quiz and you can write down the answer. So I'll give you just enough time to go and get a pen and a piece of paper and you can write down the answers and see how many you get right. But no cheating. <laughs> so go and get a piece, of pe a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and we'll start the quiz in five four three two one yes question one how well do you remember the secret seven what kind of dog is scamper can you remember that so question one what kind of dog is scamper Question two, which seasonal holiday have the seven recently enjoyed that influenced their password? Mm. So which holiday? So there's lots of different holidays throughout the year, but which one have they just enjoyed? Question three, who lives at the old mill house? Now, which house is that? Question three, who lives at the old mill house? Question four, what do the seven make using a cap, an old coat, Stones and a piece of wood. Hmm. What do the seven make using a cap, an old coat, stones and a piece of wood? That was question four. Question five. What is the name of Jack's sister's nanny? Hmm. I can't remember that one. To think hard about that one. Question five. What is the name of Jack's sister's nanny? The one that sent him to bed because he kicked her. <laughs> Question six. What did Jack find in the snow late at night? <sighs> what? Question six. What did Jack find in the snow late at night? Question seven. Who do the seven ask about the resident at the old house down by the stream? Hmm. Well, who do the seven ask about the resident at the old house down by the stream. That was question seven. And question eight. Who lives at 64 Haycom Street, Covalty? Can you remember that? 
who lives at 64 Haycom Street, Covalty. That was, uh, that was question eight. Question nine. What disguise do the seven come up with to hide themselves while spying on the house? <sighs> Question nine. What disguise do the seven come up with to hide themselves while spying on the house? Question ten. Which room of the house does the thudding noise come from? Ooh, can you remember? Which room of the house does the thudding noise come from? That's chapter 10. And chapter 11, oh, not chapter, question even, question 10. Question 11, who is the prisoner in the house? That one should be quite easy. Chap oh, I keep saying chapter. Question 11. Who is the prisoner in the house? And question 12. How have the thieves tried to disguise the captive? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Question 12. How have the thieves tried to disguise the captive? <sighs> right, okie dokie then. That is all the questions and I'm going to answer them tomorrow. So you've got until tomorrow to try and remember the questions and if you really 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 want to cheat then you can always listen to the bit chapters again can't you <laughs> anyway um tomorrow we'll have a new story um i have had a couple of um people um message in and say what they what stories they would like um so that both actually have asked for the same one so that's going to be the one unless um we get any more votes any more suggestions so get your thinking caps on answer the questions and also send me a message if you've got a specific book that you would prefer me to read. So it's in your hands. It's down to you. <laughs> right. I am going to go and I will see you all again tomorrow with a new story. Brand new. Yay. So excited. Anyway, Make sure you take care and make sure you stay safe. And I'll see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.